Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So today we are going to discuss behavioral euthanasia. So we'll start off this episode by saying that this is obviously a very challenging topic. Um, So we'll give a bit of a disclaimer that if you have had an experience related to behavioral euthanasia, that this might be a really difficult episode for you to listen to. So just something to consider. Um, And if you are considering behavioral euthanasia, this episode is not meant to be a tool for decision making. Um, Behavioral euthanasia is a decision that should always be decided in consultation with multiple professionals, um, including your vet, behavioral um, therapist, trainers, um, whatever that looks like for you. So to get us started, let's talk about what behavioral euthanasia is. So Mackenzie, what, what what do we mean when we say behavioral euthanasia? Yeah, I feel like this is something that is just not brought up um, a lot in the dog owner world. Um, It's looked at as being something very negative. Um, But what it really means is um, behavioral euthanasia is the term used for humanely ending a dog's life because of severe behavioral issues. So um, me personally, when I think of behavioral euthanasia, I think of a dog that you have literally gone to the ends of the earth to try and help. You have gone to multiple trainers. You have um, tried to rehabilitate rehabilitate the dog in whatever capacity you can. Um, And unfortunately, the dog just is not responsive to what you're trying to do. So i.e. it's bitten multiple people, it has other behavioral issues maybe that causes, um, you know, destructive behaviors within a home. Some people cannot live with that um, or know how to, um, you know, really help the dog. Um, but I think really what it comes down to is um, a lot of the times is aggression. What do you yeah. think, Justine? Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was kind of reading up and planning out this episode and, and doing some research, um, it seems like, and, and from what I read online, there's a lot of misconception as to what um, behavioral euthanasia looks like. And I think in a lot of cases, what we might see in the media or what we might hear about or, you know, is portrayed in like film and, and movies that, you know, a dog bites somebody and we put them down. That's not what behavioral euthanasia typically looks like. Has that happened? I'm sure it absolutely has. Um, I'm sure there's lots of folks that have taken kind of the one and done mentality, um, but that is not the intent behind behavioral euthanasia. Um, It is meant to be a last resort. And that's something we're going to talk about in the first half of today's episode is we're going to talk about what is behavioral euthanasia and what is it not. Um, And I think unpacking this a little bit um, helps us to offer maybe some compassion towards people who are maybe struggling with this decision or have had to grapple with this in the past. Um, Because I think for anybody who makes the decision to become a dog owner, um, this is not a decision that comes lightly. And this is not a decision that is in any way, shape or form easy for anybody to make. Um, So yeah, so let's dive into what 
what behavioral euthanasia is and what it isn't. So Ken's get us started. What is behavioral euthanasia if we're to break it down a little bit deeper? So like mentioned, it's a last resort option when there are significant safety concerns for either humans or other dogs a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, safety in regards to dog to other dogs, humans, and just the community in general. Um, You know, I'm in my head, I picture a a dog that is like lunging at individuals or other dogs with like, you know, snarling teeth. And yes, a lot of the time, most of the time that is a training issue. But if you have gone to trainers to try and help that dog and that dog again is just not, you know, it's not clicking, then there's something else going on in the dog's brain that may or may not be able to be fixed. Yeah. Um, And I think, I think typically behavioral euthanasia is a response to true and severe aggression because I think aggression is a word that we toss around pretty lightly in the dog world. Agreed. And and it's often the things we see that we label as aggression. They're actually not. Um, You know, a lot of like reactivity behaviors people will label as aggression. And in most cases, those actually are not instances of aggression. There may be instances of overexcitement or or frustration or fear. Absolutely. But they're not, it's not true aggression. That dog does not have an intent to harm someone or something. They're just maybe overstimulated or overwhelmed. And the way they respond to that is through, you know, barking and maybe they sound scary, but it's not that that true and severe aggression. And I think the key part is that often when we're turning to behavioral euthanasia, that dog is unlikely to respond to rehabilitation. And in some cases, the dog might also be incredibly unpredictable and there's no pattern Mm -hmm. to their aggression. So you can't, you can't identify that, okay, my dog displays signs of aggression when X happens. So I'm going to prevent X from happening to keep my dog and other people or other dogs safe. Yeah, this is a big one. And again, removing that predictability, you you as a human have no idea when shit's going to go down. Like, no idea. Um And this kind of goes into the last point that we have here is it's an option when the dog's quality of life has decreased so much that euthanasia might be the only option. So if you do have an unpredictable dog and you are afraid to bring it places or it lives in a crate or in a room with the most of its life and gets zero interaction with humans, that doesn't help the case um, a lot of the time. So that dog just lives a miserable life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a a good segue into what uh, behavioral euthanasia is not. So it is not something that you would do if your dog is struggling with pretty typical behavioral challenges that I think many of us have to deal with and train out of our dog. Um, So whether that's jumping up, barking, mouthing, reactivity, sometimes resource guarding. I will say sometimes resource guarding can be pretty serious, but there's also lots of mechanisms um, in many cases to prevent that from becoming a 
ginormous issue that would lead to behavioral euthanasia. So I think it's just important to highlight that um, if you just have a, maybe a more difficult dog, um, behavioral euthanasia is not likely the answer. Um, and it's also behavioral, behavioral, I knew I was going to mess up saying that at some point, it's such a mouthful. Behavioral euthanasia is not a response to a single incident of aggression or a response to a single bite incident. There are so many factors that need to go into that. Yes. Like we chatted about a bit before, um, you know, I'm sure, unfortunately, there are instances out there where individuals have had something happen. So i.e. a dog bites a child. And then they say, you know what, that's it. You know, dog can't fix it. Dog needs to be put down. It's horrible. And it's, mm, it happens, I know for a fact, a lot, especially in the United States. Yeah. I, I know it happens here in Canada, but especially in the States, um, we see this a lot. Um, and uh, it's it's really unfortunate. But um, the idea that we are trying to push home here is that it is, you know, there are so many other things going on a lot of the times that, yeah, this this is a last resort. And um, unfortunately, like I said, there are a lot of dogs that don't get that opportunity. Um, but the idea of this. And when vets talk about it, it is, you know, or, or trainers, it is a last resort. Yeah. And I think like when we're talking about like a single bite incident, I think as a dog owner, we have to take a step back and say, you know, what just happened? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Marshall has bit me and Marshall has bit you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on both occasions, we both took a step back and said, oh, I fucked up. Exactly. We looked at the situation and we said, what did we do wrong as yes. humans? What did we do wrong? We didn't look at Marshall and say, you're a bad dog. We, we, we took a step back. We calmed our brains for a second and we replayed the situation in our heads and went through different scenarios of why that would have happened. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that we have learned th throughout yeah. our dog ownership years and through training our dogs, etc. But, um, you know, I know there for a fact, there are a lot of people out there that don't have the patience that we do. Yeah. Yeah. So taking a step back and saying, you know, what did I do wrong as a human that led to this happening? And I also think it depends on like the degree of the bite. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it a, you know, a tooth scrape or was it like a proper clamp and puncture mm -hmm. that required stitches? <laughs> Because that is very different. Um, there's, yeah, there's just so many factors when we're talking about bites, but just really wanted to highlight that it typically, this shouldn't be a response to one single incident unless you are being advised by, you know, multiple professionals to say, you know, I, I think this is the best decision. So yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to hammer home here. So now we have a good understanding of what behavioral euthanasia is and isn't. So let's take a quick break and come back to talk about some of the considerations someone might be thinking of if they've are faced with this decision. 